Hello everyone. Welcome to Chronicles, Chapter 8. Today, we're going to be talking about hippies. Alright, that sounds good to me. Okay, good morning folks. Hope everybody's having a good morning. Uh, I know I am. But before I get started, I've got a couple of jokes that I want to tell you. One of them is, a hippie cut me off in traffic. I gave him the half-piece sign. <laughs> Why didn't the lifeguard save the hippies? Wait, that was the first joke? I don't yeah. get the half peace sign. Wait a minute. A hippie? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the middle finger, the middle I guess. finger, yes. Yes. Peace, peace <laughs> sign. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, he's moving into the second joke. Yeah. Okay, okay, sorry about that. Why didn't the lifeguard save the hippie? I don't know why. He was way too far out, man. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, okay, here's my last one. Why did the hippie drink the bomb water? I don't know, why? So he could get hydrated. <laughs> did you bring some of that with you? No, no. That Sorry, first one went right over my head. I know, fresh out. I had to get a visual on it. Oh, perfect. Okay. Folks, I a lot of times pick topics that growing up in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, I kind of experienced this thing, and hippies was one. I mean, even though hippies kind of started out in the San Francisco area and all like that, but hippies spread across the United States, and um, it's interesting. But uh, hippies, they got their name because they were hip, and they were aware of what was going on around the world. The hippie movement grew out of the Beatnik movement, which was a group of nonconformists living in the Haight-Ashbury district of San Francisco. Many went uh, wore went barefoot, wore bell-bottom blue jeans, and sported tie-dye t-shirts and beads. Both men and women had long hair with bandanas. As you notice, that trend is 360 and all. And I can remember back. When I was growing up, kid, I was poor. Most of my blue jeans had holes in them. But today, <laughs> most of the women are wearing these custom jeans that are hundred dollars or whatever a pair. Back then, we wore it because we had to because those were the only jeans you had. Exactly. So I mean, it's amazing how things are coming full circle, you know, once again. When you were growing up in North Carolina, did you find that? Hippies were in North Carolina too, or was it more West Coast? Hippies, like I said, hippies moved across the United States because when I was in college, for instance, a lot of them would uh, would converge and move to different states and get these commune farms who were, they would put all their resources together, raise their, all, raise their organic crops and all like that. So they just gradually, from California, and spread all the way across the United States and a lot of places in Tennessee. They have hmm. the communes and stuff there. Because a friend of mine from college, he graduated from college, he said, I'm going to Tennessee. Well, he said, well, the hippie movement all of communes said, I'm going to live there to get away from society. We have our own rules and all we can do whatever. Well, have you guys seen that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, but I no. want to see that. You have to because you just brought up the camps. Yeah. And they were talking about Marilyn. Uh, who's the guy that killed people? Marilyn 
Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson. No, Marilyn Manson is a singer. Same yeah, he's right. hard, hard, hard rock, right? Yeah. Goth or something. But they had him in the movie. But they also had a camp of uh, hippie, hippie people. So yes, yeah, well, Manson was a cross between the hippies and his own little cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, hippies express themselves in a new kind, new kind of music, psychedelic rock and roll, folk music to protest the war and encourage freedom. They held music festivals in large gatherings to protest the war, a lot of times sit-ins, which was common. Hippies protested against the, the Vietnam War, which felt was unjust. They displayed peace signs and symbols to show they opposed the war and supported world peace. Some of the concerns that we have today about taking care of our environment begin with the hippies. Many hippies wore flowers and their hair emphasized the love of nature that led to the, the phrase, Flower power. There you go. I mean, you know, <laughs> that was that was a thing back then, and you know, and you'd be going down the road and you'd see girls got hitchhiking, flowers, tie dyes, you know, walking down the road, you know, hitchhiking. And I'm telling you, another thing too, the Volkswagen bus. <laughs> that was the twenty three window. Yep. That was the staple for them, along with the school buses to where they got, fixed them up, put beds in them, and painted the psychedelic signs, and oh, yeah. all stuff. That was their staples for traveling, you know, oh, back then. Yeah, absolutely. The, do, you know, do you know what kind of uh, cigarettes hippies smoke? No, what kind, Craig? What kind? Yours. Yours. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you do you find that you see that one? Yeah. Did you see? <laughs> Our Google buddies, we're Google I know, buddies. I know. Um, do you find that you know you said in the beginning that they were worried about world peace and they're worried about the environment, environment, all that. Do you see a lot of that in the political certain political parties today? Those people are now 50, 60. Yes. Late sixties, early seventies. I got. Uh, uh, but now they're in political power. Yeah, I, I, matter of fact, uh, I'm going to reach on that here shortly. Okay, the hippie move occurred in other countries, including Mexico, Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, and even Chile. That's how far out that they reached out to other people to start these movements. Uh, it's one of the biggest movements of, of time. Yeah. And the hippie movement had an influence on fashion, uh, popular music, television, film, literature, and the arts. I mean, you know. And food. And food. Yeah, like I said, this included a growing interest in health foods and saving the earth. Organic, huh? Yeah, organic, organic, yeah. Right out of the farm. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. I mean, to me, hippie has a derogatory type label to it. They, they, They come out as kind of a crazy type person exactly. but in reality when you look maybe their political views may be out of whack of some of ours but the the, the way that they live life organically is actually positive right exactly but, but corporations turn it into a weird a weird crazy type food right. issue but it, i mean it's i don't know you could pick good things from it and you know another thing that he'd be movement also impact our broader acceptance of other people an important factor in today's more global society because it brought people from all walks of life 
There is no thing as color. You are all the same. You are all equal. And you all each respect each other. That's another good thing about that. Was that more of a civil rights movement than Martin Luther King? Well... Or are know, they combined? They're combined because a lot of the people in the hippie movement also reached out whenever Martin Luther King started his march and all that. You'll see a lot of younger white kids in those marches. The, the speech that he gave in Washington, D.C. out there, 250 plus thousand people, just look. Matter of fact, I went back and watched some of that and just looked out there to see the people and also, too, even a lot of them got killed because they would go on these trips to places like Mississippi and Alabama. Next thing you know, they find they find their car burned and their bodies somewhere. These were young, hippie political kids yeah. reaching out, trying to get the movement, you know, starting to get people more aware of what's going on. So well, yeah. They were both going on at the same time. Yeah, right. And they were with what Martin Luther King was doing, trying to get people aware. So look, we got to rise up above this. another chapter our next chapter coming up is what is it the Jim Crow yeah the Jim Crow so Jim Crow and hippies they, they you can you can see parallels in those two exactly I, I got a joke actually about hippies how do you know when a hippie is on her period I don't know how she only has one sock on a lot of sayings and names came about during the hippie era, but this one, uh, January 14, 1967, Timothy Leary coined the phrase, turn on, tune out, drop out. He was speaking to a gathering of 30,000 hippies in San Francisco at the San Francisco Golden Gate Park. And that is a phrase that a lot of people tried to live and the upper society hated that phrase because they figured that the society's going to be doomed because of people believing in that phrase right there. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, so that, that was an important date. You know, what what does the phrase pertain to though? I mean, what is the general idea of that phrase? Turn on, do drugs. Tune in, listen to what's going on. Drop out, drop out of society, and conform to society. That's what, he's, that's what he's talking about when he said the thing. Follow the movement. That's right, the movement. Huh. And the upper society hated that. Now they despised that. I mean, that's why I said well, that he's wanting that speech there. People coined that phrase to him. Very interesting. Okay, let me move on. Okay, back then. A lot of things came about too. The musical Hair, 1968. 
the yes. hippie movie was about the okay Broadway film reflect hippies in 1969 Easy Rider yes those two things even today still played Res- a part oh they resonate yeah, yeah they resonate exactly they're still out okay one of the I guess I don't know I guess greatest things ever came about in the hippie era was August 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 1969 in Bethel, New York. Woodstock. Woodstock. 400 to 500,000 people. Huh. Down a two-lane road. Two-lane road. Abandoned their cars and walked to this concert. And these the guys that felt they had no idea and that these many people and people that had tickets basically just threw their tickets down because it, it was free. They decided to make a free concert because people tore down fence and all like that. I mean, could you imagine going to something like that? I, I've known people that went that told me about it. I remember when it was happening because in 1969, I was going to be a sophomore in high school. I, was, I remember them talking about it. Then, then my mom said, what are these people going to do? I say, well, I guess they're going to get together and listen to music and have a good time, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I was still kind of young to what was going on, but yeah, I mean, that was... A lot of stuff happened that summer. Yeah. They landed on the moon. Yes. And they splashed down, and it, they were on the moon July. While, the, while the concert was going on. Yeah. Or no, right before the concert. Yeah, right before, because in July, right before the concert. Yeah, yeah this next month was the uh, the concert. Okay, guys, I found out an interesting fact here. The peace symbol. Yes. Do you have an idea where that came about, how that came about? The peace no, symbol. but Japanese people love it in their pictures. The peace symbol was developed in the UK as a logo, as a logo for the company for nuclear disarmament. Oh, that's how, yeah, that's how the peace sign come down in the hippie suit. I had no idea because I figured, well, hey, just somebody over here. But no, it started in uh, the UK. Now we know why the Japanese people use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people, all right. <laughs> Hippies and drugs. Oh, my God. Here's a list of some of the most popular drugs that were used back in the era. Mm. LSD-25, DMT, I have no idea what that was. <clears throat> Purple Haze, MDMA, Orange Sunshine, Synthetic Mescaline, Ooh. Quaaludes, they were called either 714 or Gorilla Biscuits hmm. back then. Quaaludes. Quaaludes were, huh? Quaaludes, yeah. Those well, they were around for a long, long time. time. Yeah, they finally That's government stuff, that right? That was pharmaceutical yeah. stuff. Pharmaceutical stuff. Yeah. People used to get them and sell them. And they, they were like this. They were that damn big. They would have 714 on them. They would look like a lemon drop. They also were called lemon drops because they I've looked heard of that lemon jar. just like a lemon drop. And they people would come up and hang some try this. And I had friends that tried and I'm telling you what it turned them evil they were vindictive they wanted to fight you the next day they had no memory whatsoever what happened it raised and I mean seriously I, I had a couple of friends that 
almost had a fight on the calls. You know, they were doing that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I have a smirk on my face. Okay. And I, I don't want to interrupt this hippie thing at all because this is actually, this is really good. What do you call a cheap circumcision? What? How do you say it, first of all? Yeah. How do you call What do you call it? Circumcision. Yeah. I don't know. What? What? A ripoff. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking for hippie jokes, but I came across that. I had to share. Sorry. The most, the most popular drugs back then was LSD and marijuana. Most people stuck to those LSD and marijuana. Yeah, one then the other then the other then the one. Yeah. yeah Trying to balance it. Balance it out. Yeah, mm. exactly. Okay, Jimi Hendrix. I love these lyrics. Purple haze. All in my brain. Lately, things don't seem the same. Acting funny, but I don't know why. Excuse me when I kiss the sky. Down, 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 Yes, yes. I mean, he made Purple Haze even more popular song in those lyrics. <laughs> I watched a video not too long ago. Google is your friend. Google. <laughs> I, I watched the the movie of Woodstock, the days and all like that. Twenty plus bands, close to thirty bands, and Jimi Hendrix played on that the last day, and most of the people are gone. They woke up to him playing the Star Spangled Banner. Down, down, down. He was army. Buddy, we, I used to work with a guy who who picks a pretty mean guitar. He's older. And he, he uh, on the 4th of July, he has a video of himself playing that on his electric guitar. He has a, he has a Les Paul. Dressed in his nappy white t-shirt, that's all you can see on him, and he's got his guitar, and he's just tearing it up. You, you want me to list off a couple bands that were at Woodstock, just in general? You guys probably haven't heard of any of these. Uh, well, Jimi Hendrix, The Who, Jan Janis Joplin. Creedence Clearwater Revival, which CCR. I didn't—I didn't know they were there. Yeah, they were. There. Uh, Jefferson Airplane. Mm -hmm. I think they do Monday Monday, don't they? Jefferson Airplane. Oh, that's Mama and the Papas. Mama's and Papas. Yeah. Uh, Ten years after. Alvin Lee and Company. Santana, Joe Crocker, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Country Joe and the Fish. That's all they have listed here. I know but Country Joe and the Fish. Uh, uh, well, those are the major bands yeah. that were there. Yeah. There was more. Sly, Sly and the Family Stones. They were there. Richie Havens actually started out, and he did like three sets. And while he was, he created this song while he was there because they were waiting on more acts to get there because they were having to fly them in. But Richie Havens is what really. Started off with wow. Freedom, the song Freedom. Yeah, I think he played it for like ten or fifteen minutes. The guy on the bongos beating. Oh my lord, that was that really got the crowd excited and started because they were waiting on other acts to show up. Yeah, my girl Janis Joplin. Yeah, girl, she was there. Oh yes. <laughs> oh lord, won't you buy me? Hey, Country Joe and a fish? fish. Yeah, a lot of these guys. They Back, oh my God, a while back, out in Winter Haven, the uh, park they have there for they turn it to Lego Land. I yes. can't remember the name of it, 
Oh, it was uh, Cypress. Cypress Garden. Cypress Gardens, yeah. Oh, where Legoland is it? Yeah, okay. So they had a hippie fest there where they brought back a lot of these bands. I got a chance to see Melanie. She had her son there playing hmm. guitar. Country Joe and Fish. Felix Cavalier of the Young Rascals. Johnny um, Winter? Huh? You ever heard of Johnny Winter? Johnny Winter. Johnny oh, yeah. Albinos, my next door neighbor. You never played. heard you never heard Frankenstein? No, not by name. Maybe yeah. if I heard it. I... My next door neighbor. It was all done on a synthesizer. Yeah. Oh. My next door neighbor, Lou, played with Iron Butterfly, and he did the synthesizer with him a couple times for Frankenstein. Wow. Yeah, he knows Johnny and Edgar Winter because they are, they're albinos. Blonde hair, bunny eyes, they call them red eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't tap on the table. Oh. <laughs> I know Stop it's your it. table. I know, I know. I know. You know what that does when you it spikes up, oh, and then you gotta somehow expand the audio, and you have to pinpoint that line that it makes, and you have to erase it out. <laughs> oh yeah, Eric. It's okay, terrible. guys. All right, close the statement here, and then we, that way we can move on. By the mid seventies, the hippie movement basically going down. By nineteen eighty. Hippies have given away to the new generation of young people who were intent on making career for themselves and businesses and came to be known as yuppies, oh, young yeah. urban professionals. And so that's how that came about. So they finally realized, okay, the hippie moved fine and dandy, but you got to make a living. So it's time to clean our act up and move it into a new, yes. a new genre, yeah. hippies. Hippies. Or yuppies. Hippies to yuppies. Yuppies, yeah. So that's how that came about. Hippies to yuppies. So baby boomers turned into money makers. Yeah, the young urban professions. Mm -hmm. Eric, where were you at during hippie time? Uh, Well, let's see. I was born in 59, so I graduated high school in 77. So there was a lot of bell bottoms and Nehru shirts and Nehru jackets and tie-dye t-shirt. I grew up in a small town in Tennessee. You were either of the Southern Baptist descent or not. Bible thumpers. I was I was a little yeah. Lutheran kid whose parents got transferred from the Northeast to East Tennessee, and with uh, with my last name, people go, "What's a lamb bed?" <laughs> and I'm like, how do you get that out of that? That's right, you didn't go to school. <laughs> oh, that's right, we're in school. <laughs> but I got a joke actually from Tennessee. Uh-oh. Wow, you don't you don't like Tennessee or something? No, no. It just sounds like <laughs> this joke would come. Eddie. Isn't it? <laughs> This sounds like it would come out of Tennessee. Why doesn't a chicken wear pants? I don't know why. Because his pecker's on his head and he wouldn't be able to see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's funny. That is. But how did you, uh, Magic, how did you as a kid in North Carolina follow the hippie movement? Or was it any interest of it? I was out of 10 kids and had to grow up fast. And naturally, you know, we had our radio and 
that was my source of things. Listen to the radio calls. Back then, they constantly were telling so Even the Woodstock concert in North Carolina, they were talking about it, you know, being up in Bethel, New York. I said, oh, my God, I'd love to go to that. Mom said, you're not going up there. That's too far. The radio kept me informed. But see, like, we lived so far out, we hardly had any neighbors and all. And then me and my brothers, we played basketball, just stop, but the radio was my source. That back then, in the 68, something like that, I was just a kid in junior high school. Did you see any hippies? Like bona fide hippies? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Drive through and you were mesmerized. Yes. Even, okay, even I went to uh, college, 1972, when I graduated high school, went college back up in the mountains of Western Carolina. A lot of hippies. I mean, because a lot of the people that go to college live there, they would come to the college, hang out, party, bring pot, and whatever. So, yeah, I actually got to hang out with real, true hippies. So, that's why I enjoy topics like this, because I got a chance to experience this, and I know, you know, a little bit about it, doing, you know, that movement. Were they moonshine drinkers? Back then, you know, not necessarily. Most of them it's all drank, about weed, huh? We most of them drink whatever get their hands on. You gotta realize hippies, most of them didn't have jobs. They got whatever money they could or whatever, and just whatever free. It's like the cigarette joke. Whatever free they could get their hands on, right. they they took advantage of that because yeah, they what, they didn't have the money. Whatever's yours, and you're letting me have is what I'm having. Yeah, they, that that was their base, their motto. Guys, any questions or anything? Uh, you know, I'll give my closing statement. Anything you guys want to add or you know say to that? I don't know anything about hippies. Well, mm-hmm. I only know mainstream stuff. I mean, San Francisco, yeah. Woodstock, generalization of the right. hippie world moving into yuppies. I wasn't part of. I mean, I was born in '73, right? So I could tell you more about. Reaganomics and I Reagan, could and 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 disco and you probably tell us a little bit more about at the end of disco, disco the uh, yeah, yeah. The, the disco groups yeah, well, yeah the uh, disco era started about seventy three or seventy four and bled into the early eighties early eighties yeah yeah and which then, was the one what did they the bar that you worked at that they did the disco but disco was out of fashion yeah they <laughs> Marriott World Center <laughs> opened up a bar they called Overtures but it's played disco music (laughs) and the era was already over and three years later they converted into a sports bar but it still looked like they didn't change anything other than they put little basketball hoops and stuff like that in there Mm. they didn't change any of the furniture it was all granite all over the place they had a, a waterfall that ran down on the walls and it made a pond so you had that soothing water sound all the time unless you walked over there and turned a switch off (laughs) (laughs) so there you have it yeah well hippies introduced blue jeans into school yeah nobody wore blue jeans to school before the hippie movement right really nope until i was in high school we had to wear dress clothes to school that was a requirement by my mother and then when I got old enough to work for my own money, I went out and bought what I wanted to wear to 
which did not go well with her. Which was jeans, bell bottoms. I Magic, buy, you had bell bottoms. You were anybody back in that era. Bell bottoms. You wore bell bottoms because they were cheap. They were easy. I mean, that was the thing back then. Bell. Yes, I had bell bottom. Bell bottom blue jeans. Eric Clapton. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And all. Yes. Yes. I mean, I. I, I loved it. Well, you're for leaving out the platform shoes uh, too. Well, the platform shoes were kind of there, but they were more in the disco era. We'll, we'll have yeah, to that was the seventies. The disco era. We'll we'll have to do one on disco because the platform shoes with the silk shirts. And yeah. the yeah, that was the disco era. So we'll have to discuss that. Yes, part disco of me. Era. <laughs> I got a picture of my mom in seventy, probably seventy-seven. She's standing there and she's looking up. I don't know, off the picture up at some something in the foreground that she's looking at, and she's in bell bottoms and a long, uh, long shirt with kind of bell bottoms for the arms. Yeah. I don't know yes. what they yeah. Yeah. what they're, what they're called. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah, that that was the style. That was a female silk shirt and it had it feathered out at the wrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feathered. The guys had the silk shirts. I had one that had a peacock on the back of it. Hippies were nice, caring people. They were your friends, and they didn't stab you in the back. You no, they were good people. You, they were good people. You could trust them, and that's that's another good thing about them. They were very trustworthy people. When you became friends, so I mean, and then you always got those one percenters like Charles Manson hippie followers. I mean, you said they don't stab you in the back, but I guess those other people would probably say not. Well, <laughs> when when you're fed LSD oh, yeah. and drugs and basically brainwashed, brainwashed, oh, brainwashed they were, yeah, just like yep. the government's brainwashed a lot of people. So I mean, there again, you're either that spell to where you know. You're homeless. You have nowhere to go, and he's taking you in. You got food to eat. Oh, you got hungry, shelter. Yep. I mean, all that stuff. It, it plays into that. Food is a drug. Yeah. When you need it, and you don't right. have it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even during this, I left out Charlie Manson for a reason because you know, there again, I mean, he was a hippieist movement, but I kind of disagree with his politics and how he did things and basically let people take responsibility and blame and he was had nothing to do with what went on so well, yeah there you he was go. an opportunist exactly yeah yeah okay guys anything I'm, else you missed i'm done you good i'm good okay folks that is the end of chapter eight hippies thank you for listening and have a wonderful day you just say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Have a nice day. <laughs> See ya. Goodbye.